Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. Essentially, you can't have many expectations from your corporation, from your company. Very little. Let me tell you why. You can only expect them to pay you on time and to also um, follow the law. Ultimately, all other expectations are out the window. You, you don't have any, like, you can't hold them to anything because as long as they do those two things, then everything else is in your court. You have to create your experience in the workplace. It's time for Women Who Code Conversations, a segment to hear from top technology professionals sitting down with a Women Who Code member to discuss real world experiences in the industry, what they've learned over the course of their career and what they think is coming next for tech. Hi, I'm Natalia Days, Director of Communications at Women Who Code. Hello, I am Samaria Rooks, Chief People and Inclusion Officer here at Women Who Code. And welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. OMG, I'm so excited to be here with you, Natalia, to have this conversation. So back to you. (laughs) I've also been excited to have this conversation with you regarding Black women in corporate America, in the technology industry, who are looking to level up their roles and the challenges they face when they're navigating that process. Um, I think you of all people know what challenges are or what the challenges can be when you're trying to level up in your role. But for Black women specifically, uh, industry statistics show um, that Black women are both significantly underrepresented in leadership roles and are much less likely to be promoted to managerial positions And if they are promoted into management, the opportunity to develop into director or executive leadership become fewer, right? So to get us started, would you just share some initial thoughts on navigating corporate America for Black women? Yeah, sure. So just thinking about it in the grand scheme of things, you know, most um, people, well, let's back up. Do most people even know that Black women are the most educated people in the US. So we are the top educated people in the US, but we don't make up that much of the population. So when you get into these corporate spaces overall, people are intimidated by black women. Like, you know, we come off as the aggressors, the bold, but I like to say be bold, you know, move boldly, be bold in this space. Um as you continue to navigate corporate America, know that Um, there is space for you. And so many people um, who look like us often show up to these spaces like they're not supposed to be there because they don't see themselves um, represented in leadership, as you mentioned in the intro. So um, if I want to talk about just corporate America and navigating it as a Black woman, um, you want to make sure that you are showing up in these spaces just as who you are. And people say that that's so cliche or that's tough to do because they don't like my natural hair. Um, They don't like my tone. They don't even sometimes like the way I look as a whole. Um, And that's true, but you have to realize that you still belong, you still have space and you are supposed to be there. So overall, you wanna make sure that you are showing up to these places continuously and that you know that you do belong. You belong in every room that you step in. You belong, you belong, you belong. So um, as a person coming from uh, people and inclusion, you are supposed to be there and um, you are supposed to be included. I think that's 
good for my next question because you say show up bold, show up yourself. Um, but I, I really think to be able to show up yourself and to be brave in doing that, you really have to have a good company fit because a lot of workplaces are toxic. Um, and when you show up as a unique individual, as an uh, what the other, um, as we we term it in a lot of um, social justice or social change, uh, social change conversations, um, that can be a difficult thing. So when you think about company culture, what should Black women be looking for in terms of company culture, specifically Black women who have career aspirations, are career driven, and want to be in executive leadership? Yeah, that's a great question. So often you have to think that this is new, like being being real and, you know, we're having a real conversation here, right, Natalia? Um, you have to be, uh, realize that this is new. A lot of things happened right after George Floyd and corporate initiatives really focused on being an inclusive um, DEI. Although we had been hearing about that prior to and there was positions, we saw a spike. Like we saw a spike right after everything kind of happened and all of these corporations wanted to, you know, stand out. So for me, you know, when assessing a company, I want to see that not only do they have these social responsibility um, claimants, but they're actually doing it, you know, like what are they actually doing? Like, and can you see them in the community? Can you see their work? And a telltale sign and how much I, although this may contradict what I just said a little bit earlier, a telltale sign is like looking at their leadership. Who, who's in their leadership? Who is their leadership comprised of? And that'll tell you something about like, are they looking to promote um, people who look like you? Um, how do they interact with you? You can typically tell that from an interview. I tell people this all the time. When you go in an interview, if they are super excited or super engaged or kind of looking away from you most of the time during the interview, things like that will tell you if they don't per se look like you. And I, and I, and I'm saying that as if they're not a black woman or if they, um, are intimidated oftentimes it's some social cues that you'll get so that all plays into the culture um and then how you look for it is you ask the question so when you are in those interview processes or if you're talking to someone who works for the company you ask what is your culture like what what are they and what is their response are they saying that you know they strive to be an inclusive environment those key words or are they saying like oh, we have fun, we we have parties every Friday. Like, you know, it's those key words too that you want to look into um, and you pry, you pry and you, own, you ask that to your direct person that you are going to report to. You ask that to the people if they allow you to do um, a panel interview and interview the other people that you'll be working directly with or perhaps managing. You ask them, what do you feel like the culture feels like to them? And in that space and in those moments, you want to hear that they care about their people. And honestly, if they say that they are people first, um, that their people are their greatest assets, if they continuously to say that the people matter most, most of the time, you can probably find a good fit um, that will really care about, you know, not only having a place for you, but also having a place for you to be a human because we do have lives outside of work.
So that would be something that I would say, ask the question. A lot of times we don't ask that question. We're always like, okay, what are the job duties? What are the people like? But like, are you asking, what is the culture like? Well, how does the culture feel to you? That's how you get to the root of those things. You mentioned George Floyd um, and just companies um, wanting to kind of jump on the bandwagon a little bit and show their support for things like Black Lives Matter or um, other movements that were happening at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, and a lot of what we saw was an influx of organizations building out like full DEI programming, hiring for DEI specific roles. And currently when we look at the market, those same companies are opting to scale down those same roles in that same programming. Um, especially in the tech industry, we're seeing that a lot um, in the last year or so. So what do you say to black women and other historically excluded um, individuals, technologists who find themselves searching for new opportunities um, and worrying about how the scaling back of DEI initiatives will impact uh, their opportunities? So I tell them to look at the history, you know, um, kind of look at what the company has done and how they are looking at these things, look at their financial situation, because I mean, the truth is the economic situation is what it is. Like the companies are having to scale back and they are having to make cuts. But truthfully, if you ask, like, I and I can't emphasize this enough. If you ask kind of like, tell me about what's your financial position. Tell me about how you genuinely view DEI. Like, is it important? You'll get those answers through the interview. You just have to ask the questions. Um, you really want to make sure that they actually value DEI at the core, because if they're making these positions um, for these technologists and for um, people who uh, look like you and me, women, um, women of color, in these positions, then if they truly value it, it won't be the first thing that they cut or scale back. When you think about like the tech industry, right? Um, or even big companies, black women don't make up a large percentage of executive leadership at these organizations. Um, and so this question specifically is about if these DEI initiatives are being rolled back, if these inclusion initiatives are being rolled back, if these roles are not there to advocate for me and to support me as someone who could be considered an other, what does that mean for me when I'm searching for opportunities? Yeah, so for me, when I'm looking at this and I'm thinking about people who um, are historically included, and that includes me, you know, um, I want to make sure that I'm showing up as my best self um, when I show up to these companies. So bettering myself in the background, you know, development, learning, making sure that I know what I'm talking about and making sure that I have my resume together, have um, everything in line to be able to show up for these positions and actually do the work and be confident in being able to do the work. Also, I think that comes down to networking when you're looking for new opportunities, making sure that your core is strong and then staying true to your goals, you know. Um, when you're looking for new opportunities, not trying to scale back and look for something different just because you see lesser of, you know, still apply for that job. I There is something that sticks out to me so much that 65% of white males will apply for a job if they have one to two qualifications on that job. Black women, we will not apply for the job if they're 
is one thing on there that we cannot do. We say we are not qualified. That is absurd. Apply for the job. So when you're looking for new opportunities, apply for the job. We count ourselves out, you know, half the time. And that, you know, that just speaks to the volumes of there are opportunities out there and there are new opportunities. There are times where we just count ourselves out. We don't apply for the job. So that's a that that would be a big piece of it. When you're searching for new opportunities, apply for the job. You're, you're qualified. <laughs> so. Um, I think what you're talking about is imposter syndrome, and I think we all have it, right? And not because, not at any fault of our own, but because traditionally, like you said, we don't see ourselves in executive leadership. We don't see ourselves in director roles. So when the opportunity comes, we automatically question whether or not we're good enough. Um but I think that is a good place to kind of pivot to salary negotiation um, because you're talking about showing up as yourself. And I think right when you get an offer and it's time to negotiate pay and negotiate benefits and things like that is when you really have to know how to stand up for yourself and advocate for yourself. Um, a study was done on women in the workplace in 2019, um, and it found that 49% of Black women feel that their race or ethnicity will make it harder for them to get a raise, a promotion, or a chance even to just get ahead, um, compared to just 3% of white women and 11% of women overall. So I just want us to briefly discuss salary negotiation, negotiating for raises, and um, navigating conversations about getting promotions. Um, I think both you and I could speak to how like our accomplishments or um, the accomplishments of Black women and women of color in general can often be discounted in the workplace. So how do you think um, stereotypes can play a role in the negotiation process? Yeah, I think we all we hear it, you know, they offer us the lower end of the pay band or they lowball us and then they expect us to kind of come back um, because black women should know to negotiate their offers. Right. So we all of those stereotypes kind of come um, because we're we're the strong people in the workforce. Right. Um, we'll put it all on our backs for lesser pay. Um, but that piece of it is like you have to come in knowing your worth and I'm pretty sure you're going to ask me like what what should you do in the no negotiation process so knowing your worth is key doing your market research going um to your free um resources like Glassdoor LinkedIn salaries making sure that you know how much I don't want to say how much you're worth but like your dollar <laughs> worth amount in corporate America, being realistic, but also keeping in mind that when you're looking up these salaries, you do have to take into account the size of the company, um, the size of the department. Like a lot of people leave that piece out because often you'll join different parts of the department and realize like, are you leading the whole department? Are you leading a part of it? So that plays into it as well as the other benefits. So when you're talking about salary negotiation as a whole, you really wanna make sure you do your research on your end, know what you're making now, know what your goals are, what you're trying to make and what are they paying to a similar role or even what they're actually paying at that company. A, a lot of things are a Google search, but you have to put in those qualifiers. So just making sure that you know, you know, how big the company is, what the benefits and what they're actually offering and how to make it up. I often, um, of course, being in a um, HR role, 
people often negotiate with me. So I often push back on even people who look like me. I often push back and I'm saying like, hey, you know, our company is this size. This is our budget, you know, which is a big thing too. I didn't mention that earlier. This is our budget. This is the pay that we have. We are very open with our salary band pay. We want to offer you here. Um, not all companies do that, but you knowing your worth is key. You have to know how much you should be getting paid because I've seen it. I've seen them offer people below their typical salary band, but there are a lot of laws that are changing, you know, for it to be open, like uh, transparency and pay. California has a lot of laws like that. So does New York. Um, and so they want the transparency to be here, but you know, there's always people who find loopholes in the government. So they're going to give you inflated, like it's going to be large ranges, a hundred thousand to 200,000, you pick, you know? And like, typically they know what they want to pay. Honestly, they know what they want to pay. They also know on their team who makes what. It is up to you to do your research, um, make those connections. And one thing, this is a tidbit I'll tell a lot of people. Um, often when you're talking with a recruiter, I will often say to them, they'll often ask, where do you need to be salary wise? I'll often push back to them and say, can you tell me what the pay band is or what the salary band is. But one, I do that because I don't want to price myself out, but I also want to see what they're talking about. But don't take that for face value. Like just because they tell you that their their range is 115 to 125, especially we're in not-for-profit space, but thinking about for-profit and corporations, they have a band. Typically they can go up 25% above that band, honestly. If they want you, they want you. So just keeping those little tactics in mind and also get you an HR friend. <laughs> I tell my friends, oh, I'm one of your best assets because I'll help you negotiate your salary. So yeah. Um, but just knowing, you know, really, really, really knowing what you are worth and what your market value, you know, and keeping in mind your education, your training, your experience, all of that goes into that number. Okay, so what advice would you give to mid-level career women who are in the tech industry, who are preparing or ready to go from mid-level to um, a director role or executive leadership? I think my biggest advice is um, one, to document. Like, I think we don't do a great job at documenting our successes. I have a calendar invite um, on my phone that goes off the last Friday of every month and tells me to write down what I accomplished for the month. Um, you know, I've heard people call it a brag book. I've heard people, you know, keep it in their notes, keep it in their journal. But you need to know what you've done and be able to speak to it. I need to be able to go into a meeting and say, hey, I drove up our ENPS score um, 30% over the last six months by, you know, implementing these certain things. Hey, I switched over our HRIS system with no hiccups. Hey, we had on-time payroll 100% of the time all year. There were no issues, no back payrolls. I saved our companies X amount of fees. So you can't remember that <laughs> from the whole year. You will forget something. So you need to go in and write down your accomplishments. Um, that is a big thing and a big miss of where people can't necessarily always speak to what they have done. And 
um, how they have impacted the organization. We're in review cycles right now. And I see people struggling to get their thoughts out about like, what have you accomplished over the last year? So write it down, write it down as it happens. You don't have to wait till the end of the month. You know, I do mine at the end of the month. I like to think I have a pretty good memory, but I am getting older. Um, you don't have to wait till the end of the month. Write it down as it happens. Like as you press submit on a project, write it down. You have to keep tally on your accomplishments. You really do. And then also continuously to keep your resume updated. You may not be looking for a new job, but update that resume just so when your boss is saying, hey, who's ready for a promotion? You can slide them your resume and say, look, this is if I was going to another company, this is what I would say I have done at this company, you know, and like in those three bullet points, three, four bullet points. So keep your resume updated. Also, um, when you are transitioning, you want to make sure that you are a leader that you would want to work under. I think often we forget about that. Like, am I a leader that I would want to work under? Like, would people want to work for me? Would I want to work for me? <laughs> and that is a big piece of mid-level executive director C-suite. Are you a good leader? Can you man can you people manage? Are you effectively people managing? And just continuously you know, getting feedback from your direct reports, making sure that you build those relationships and that you are that person that people want to work for. A likable person gets you far in corporate America. I, I tell people that all the time. It's like, it, you may not want to believe it, but not the person who's standoffish and who can't build relationships. A likable person will get you a little further than um, expected. So yeah, those are three things that I would really say um, as you want to transition that you want to pay close attention to. All of those are great tips. Um, in terms of advancement and expectations you can have for the company that you work for, um, what expectations, if any, should um, career women, Black women have of the organizations they're associated with? Okay. You may not like this, but I'm going to say it anyways. Um, essentially, you can't have many expectations from your corporation, from your company. Very little. Let me tell you why. You can only expect them to pay you on time and to also um, follow the law. Ultimately, all other expectations are out the window. You, you don't have any, like, you can't hold them to anything because as long as they do those two things, then everything else is in your Court. You have to create your experience in the workplace and too many expectations, you will get disappointed. And that's just a real life scenario, a real life. I don't know the word for it, colloquialism, whatever it's called. So that's just a little tidbit there. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so no expectations for our company except to follow the law and uh, to pay us on time. What about our network and our community? One of the things I read recently said that Black women are less likely to get the support and access they need from managers and direct leads, the mentorship and things like that. So how can we leverage our network or our community to support career navigation or advancement? You said earlier, we need a, we need a friend in people ops. We need a friend in HR. What are some other things um, that we should be thinking about as a part of our, our networking? Yeah, you know, that's a great question because, you know, you you hear the statement, it, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Um, and that can be, 
like often, you know, people will get into spaces and, you know, make a name for themselves. But again, I think that goes back to putting it, the ball in your court is like, you genuinely have to build this network around you. You have to go out there. You have to socialize. You have to meet people. We have so much access at our fingertips with technology, you know, us being in technology. Um, you have to make those connections on LinkedIn. Don't be afraid to send a message. Um, and then, you know, just kind of looking at your network, go to networking events. Um, now they're virtual. Go to them. Go to the virtual happy hours. Meet people in your field. You know, associate with like-minded individuals. Join communities. Join women who code, you know? Like, make sure that you are a part of these groups that will allow you access into places that you don't know. People, I think, sometimes forget how important your network and the people around you are. Um, I can't speak to this enough. And then just kind of putting it back, too, on executives and leaders, you have to be prioritized giving back, too. So, you know, someone came to me the other day and was like, will you be my mentor? And I literally had to sit back and think, I'm like, I don't have time. But I had to realize like, that's, I owe that. I owe that back to the little girls who look like me, the little, I owe it back to the little Samaria, you know, cause I was looking for someone who was like me. So we definitely have to prior, prioritize giving back. But I say, you know, how I got into these rooms and how we, um, continue this cycle of being able to be promoted is really to get in the rooms by networking and using the things at your fingertips um, and leveraging your relationships, your natural relationships that you have. Um, and some people will be like, well, I don't have a community. You can find one. I promise. Like you, you can find one. Google. <laughs> Google. They're out there. Um, so yeah, it, it's very, very important. Um, I, I love what you said about um, you're doing it for little Samaria. You know, that quote that says, um, be the person you needed when you were younger. So we need to be the people we needed when our careers first started, right? Um, I love that a lot. So we've talked about uh, imposter syndrome. We've talked about uh, stereotypes. We've talked about all kinds of things. Um, one of the things that we really haven't talked about is um, self-care and well-being and stress and the ways that those are compounded um, as Black women in the workplace. Can you say a little bit about burnout, how to navigate it if you're experiencing it as um, a woman in tech, a Black woman in corporate America? That's a great question. Um, so often I have been seeing it so much across social media about like um, there's only one of you at home and you will be replaced quickly at work. And that couldn't be truer. You know, the people who are going to miss you most are at home. So you have to take care of you. Take the vacation. You are given vacation time you are given time off, you are given PTO, you are given sick days, take them, use them. Every single last one of them, do not save them. Use the time. I can't emphasize that enough. There are so many people who are like, oh, I just need a break. Oh, I just need this. Take the time. It's there for you to use. Use it. Even if you sit at home and do nothing and not look at the computer, if you sit in the bed and eat popcorn and watch a movie for three days straight, do it. Do what you need to do 
take time away, step away. I can't emphasize that enough, step away. Um, because you do have to take time for yourself. You have to re-energize. You have to um, just take a mental break. You know, this this work stuff can be a lot. Regardless of what you do, staring at a computer screen every day is a lot. So you need to take breaks away from it. And um, yeah, take the vacation, take the time off, spend the time with your family, spend the time with your loved ones. So Mary, I don't know how helpful this is to the conversation, but the thing that stood out to me the most, I'm a single mom full-time working mom. And one of my favorite things to do when I get off work after a very hard day is to eat kettle corn and have a glass of wine. So I just want to point out that that's my self-care routine and everybody needs a similar self-care routine. Do you have any last advice or tips for Black women, um, other women, non-binary people of color navigating corporate America, specifically in the tech industry? Yeah. Um, as you continue to navigate, I want to kind of throw back to that um, networking piece. Seek out your role models. Seek out people who um, are doing what you're doing. Seek them out and reach out. Don't be afraid to do that. Continually to show up bold. Um, show up bold. Be yourself as much as you think that people don't want you to be. I think they're craving us. And I don't think, I know. They're craving, um, you see so many people begin to imitate the things that we're doing and um, showing up with our natural hair and showing up with braids. And we're starting to see other people adapt to that. It's okay that I have a nose ring. It's okay that I have tattoos. That it like, we're changing. We're changing the narrative of the workplace. And I genuinely want us to continue to show up in that way. Stay focused on your goals. You know, the generation, our parents' generation, they're getting pushed out. Like, <laughs> just being honest, they, they'll be out in a couple it's us. We're at the top. It's us. So show up and set the way for these new, these generations that are coming behind us. Because, you know, honestly, this TikTok generation, they're going to say the heck with corporate America. <laughs> like it's, it's our, it's our America, whatever we want to call it that. So why not start now? We're that fortunate generation that got to see the transformation you know we we had floppy disk and we had dial-up internet but we're also the generation that is seeing technology truly evolve so why not set the standard now so yeah that's my advice show up bold continue doing what you're doing um and seek out your role models because if you seek out your role models They'll help you get to that next step. They, they will. I, I, I'm confident in, in that. And I know we're starting to change that narrative of being mean and not helping one another out. We're changing that. So that's awesome. I love all of that. I think the key piece about what you said right now is networking. Tell us about Connect. Connect Empower 2023 is coming up and we need to hear more. We are so excited. It is going to be right around um, International Women's Day. So Thursday, March 2nd, 2023, join us for a full day of access to diverse leaders um, during technical workshops, talks, career networking sessions, and other opportunities, including sponsors like DraftKings, SiriusXM, and Deloitte. Once you register, you can view the full schedule and start planning your conference experience. So come out and join us. This is going to be an amazing event, all day event. Please, please, please see you at Connect Empower 2023. I'm super excited about Connect. The talks that I've seen so far, 
it's going to be worth it. It's definitely going to be worth it. In addition to Women Who Codes Connect Empower 2023, nominations are open for Women Who Codes Applaud Her Awards, 100 technologists to watch. If you know an outstanding technologist, or maybe you are an outstanding technologist committed to making a difference in the field and shaping a more inclusive future in technology, you can nominate yourself or someone else to be recognized as a technologist to watch. Submissions are open to members and the community at large, and you can visit the website on the screen to learn more. Mary, this has been an amazing conversation. All of the tips that you've given. Um, thank you for joining me for this conversation and sharing all of your knowledge. Definitely. I've enjoyed you, Natalia. Um, it's a pleasure to work with you on a daily basis. So super excited. I can't wait for all of you. Please add me on LinkedIn. Um, we're here to help each other grow. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash women who code. Thanks again for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate and comment.